Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Iceman to my Maverick. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? You can ride my tail anytime, Nathan. Yeah, anytime you can ride my tail. Uh, Goose, no, neither of us get to be Goose. We're not cool enough. Eric is Goose, Goose because is- Goose does not appear at the end of the movie. Yeah, Goose is not here today. Our Goose is not here today. The Golden Goose is gone. Uh, okay, so because of that, I have all these topical topics like that article Bill Barnwell wrote about why the Seahawks had the 32nd best offseason. Um, Jody Allen is thinking about or is um, going might be required to try to sell the team, but she wants to buy part of it back. All that stuff. I would love to go over that, but I those are very Eric topics, man. I can't leave Eric out. So I figured, what's what's something Eric would probably just not care about at all? So we're gonna rank it. jerseys. Oh wait, no, no. <laughs> Eric just threw his phone right now. He was listening and he just chucked his phone across the room, just smashed against the wall, two million pieces. No, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, win totals because I think Eric usually is like pretty ho hum on the gambling stuff. He he doesn't gamble much. He's a, he was not born a gambling man. That's right. In the in the season we get uh, the uh, Des Moines Dynamo, but in the off season. Uh, we just, we I just think I think he likes I think he likes picks, but he doesn't like like he doesn't care about like the odds, you know. It's the odd. He's like, never telling like, the odds. He doesn't want to know. He's he's on solo exactly. So okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna hit we're gonna hit every team's win total. Maybe say one or two sentences about how we felt like each team's off season went, and uh, really just say what side we're on. I'm gonna keep track in a spreadsheet, and this will give us our best bets for uh for each team, right? So if we both if Kevin and I agree on a team, that means boy, we might be you might be wanting to put some some money down on that one probably not actually that's probably yeah, this, this is very early things might change in fact in fact fade every single one we agree on and that probably <laughs> would be better than 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 it. anyway all right let's start with arizona we're gonna go in or alphabetical by city because that's the way it is on fanduel and i'm using fanduel sportsbook all right arizona cardinals regular season wins over under is nine and a half kevin this is what's interesting under is minus 160 over plus 135 so lots of lots of juice on the under people have been hammering the under so does that sway you at all i know you probably were leaning under just from the number but does the the fact that the the juice is coming in on under sway you or would you stick with under the so the issue i have here is they finished 11 and 6 last season and i do think that was pretty representative of what they are as a team um, in that they're a team that can get hot in the regular season, but they have a lame duck coach. Um, not in that it is last year on contract, but just in that he is lame. And, and, a, pass, and a pass rush that is completely containable. Yeah, and now you have their uh, their proven commodity wide receiver out. Um, they're going to be, what's the first six games of the season that don't have D-Hop? First six games, but they did replace him with Hollywood Brown, which I think is a great fit considering the the prior relationship with Kyler. Usually when my receivers change teams, you get worried, but with this one, I would worry less because you know, they already have worked together extensively. So I think that's fine. My problem with this team is like, who, how do they generate pass rush without Chandler Jones? Yeah. I think losing Chandler Jones might matter more, but is that worth two wins? Like you said, 11 wins last year felt about right. And was that worth two wins? This line is good. That's what I'm going to say. I would say they're an eight to 10 win team. If you had to ask me, I'd be like, oh man, they're going to win nine or 10 games. They put it at nine and a half. So good job, Vegas. I'll take the under, but I wouldn't bet it. I would take the over just because of the juice. Because I do, like I said, I think this is a pretty solid line. They're going to have around nine wins. You get plus 135 for going over. All right. Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons over under is four and a half. Woof. Under minus 120. Double woof. That's rough, dude. Um, Um, Do you disagree? (laughs) So they. I like how you. I can start out. You're like, so. uh, They might be. the least talented team in the NFL and a lot of places they, they, like want to say that like Grady Jarrett's still like a big thing. What was Grady Jarrett's last like really good season? I don't know. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with Grady Jarrett. They're paying him way too much because they have to keep extending his contract to get out of cap hell. Yep. And then, and then they have really like, they have a couple really good players. AJ Terrell yep. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kyle Pitts is extremely good. But you, that you need a lot more than two good football players. Uh, I think yeah, Ford Dan has Jones really fair. Might be out for part of the beginning of the season. They were relying a lot on Arnold Ebiketti for 
providing pass rush and rookies providing pass rush as we've gone over all the statistics you can't really count on them for more than five sacks unless they're going to be like the elite of the elite e- oh. but like I'm, also in 17 games like winning less than f- five games is hard i'm going under <laughs> <laughs> they're bad dude this is a really bad roster and i don't even know like arthur arthur smith are we sure that he was the right guy like i know everyone loved arthur smith in tennessee but are we sure it was him at this point so the lions giants uh texans jaguars jets are the teams that finished with under five wins is their roster that bad oh yes, yes. okay oh yeah i'm gonna take the under <laughs> Yeah, okay. Atlanta under. We have our first agreement. All right, Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens, uh, regular season wins, nine and a half. Over is minus 130. Under is plus 110. For me, Baltimore is always one of those teams that's kind of in it. Once again, they got some guys to come in on cheaper contracts than I probably than I expected. Uh, drafting Kyle Hamilton instantly makes their defense a lot more dangerous because he can shore up a somewhat suspect uh, secondary. And Tyler Linderbaum rules it should solidify their offensive line across the board. I really like Baltimore this year. I think this is a this is an over for me, over nine and a half for Baltimore. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, that is a murderer's row division right now, and that always makes a bit of a question. But I think the Steelers um, roster taking a step back, and I think it's going to take the Browns a minute to figure out how to win with this roster um, and their creep show quarterback. So. I do think there's enough room for them to squeak out double digit wins. I'm going to take the over. I think one, two, three, four, five, six. They're going to get the Browns in their first week back with Deshaun Watson at home. I think that they could get a win there. And then it's like, cause that's, you know, it's just going to be hard. It's going to be his first week back. It's going to be weird. I, I the other thing is they had eight wins last season and literally their entire secondary died. Yeah. Like, they had no, they functioned. Yeah, getting... uh, there was like a small airplane crash. Um, and their entire secondary was just wiped out for the entire they, season. They went, they went after secondary too. Kyle Fuller, Demarion Williams, Jalen Norman Davis. Like they, they definitely went after like finding depth at cornerback. They're not, it's not going to happen again. Nope. So, so they, they, uh, they will, they will at least have passable guys. Fool them twice. Spots. Well, you can't fool them twice. Buffalo Bills over under 11 and a half. Aggressive. Yeah, this is, this is tough because that's a big number. Going going big or going home. This is a really good roster. They added Von Miller to it. Um, people want to come play for this team now, it seems like, which is weird because it's in Buffalo. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go over. They put together a really good roster around Josh Allen, and I have a hard time seeing how it's gonna be. Um like I don't see how it could go wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, they were eleven just, and six last season and they didn't have an easy schedule. I can't believe they got Kyer Elam too. Like it's it's like they, 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 it felt like cornerback was going to be a weakness. And then, oh, well, we, we drafted one of the best cornerbacks at, what are they, were they at like 29 or something? Yeah, they got him in a really good spot. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like, oh, and they got Vaughn Miller for pass rush purposes. And they got Punt God, which is like perfect because the thing about Matt Ariza is that he, he can punt really far, but he does, has trouble pinning them back, right? He's yep. just all he can do is punt really far. Well, I mean, Buffalo wants to go for it every time anyway. So really all they want is a guy who could punt really far and like totally flip the field when they do decide to punt because they're like inside their own 20 or whatever. He's basically the perfect punter for what they're trying to do. Yeah, I think the real question here is if their offensive line has made enough of a step to be able to support what they want to do. Um, I also uh, want to highlight, I think James Cook was a really – like quietly great pickup for them because he offers a very different skill set to what Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are doing. Uh, so that I think they have the weapons to this overcome what might be a middling offensive line. I'll go ahead and take the over. This is Duke Johnson's backfield, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> get 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 ready now. I, I have a feeling like something screwy is going to happen there because they have a lot of depth at running back on that roster and it's just going to be like weird all, all season. All right, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers over under. You ready for this one? Five and a half. Yep. And over actually, you get a little bit of juice for, uh, for going under, under five and a half. Most people are betting the over. I do think there's a little bit too much talent here for them to go to go under. The defense is young and good. It's just a terrible coaching staff. They don't know what they're doing. Un- unfortunate, because I think a, a really good coach could come in here, get a good quarterback in here and, and do something. But this is not it. I'll take over, but they're going to be like six and 11. So they added Ike Aquanu. They added Matt Corral. They added a couple of linebackers. Um, 
They subtracted very little. They lost a bunch of draft picks because they have Sam Darnold. That's the thing that makes me so frustrated. Is like they this team could have made the leap this. Although there's no quarterbacks in this year's draft, so they probably couldn't have made the leap this year. They probably do need to wait one more year. But at then all of a sudden, all these young guys are going to need to get paid, right? Yeah. Like we're going to have to pay Brian Burns. We're going to have to pay Jeremy Chin. We're going to have to. It's, and then it starts to get hard. It starts to get hard to stay good. Like their window is their window is kind of this year. Yeah, they're in a really weird like half in half out situation. Um, There's a really good chance like JC Horn, CJ Henderson, uh, Dante Jackson, like that's a really good quarterback trio. Uh, And they won five games last year. And I do think they're a better team than they were last year. I could see them sneaking six. They're pretty. They're pretty similar to last year to me. Aquanu, it depends on how good Aquanu is right away. If he's if he's good right away, I'll go. You went over. Yep. I'll go under then just so we don't have it on our list. Also, we okay. have a Christian McCaffrey the whole season. <laughs> that, that would help. Uh, it depends Chicago, on if you pick them for fantasy. I mean, I will. I can't <laughs> quit. Uh, Chicago Bears wins six and a half. Uh, under, 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 under. This is ridiculous. They are trying to have Justin Fields fail. They are setting him up to fail. The, the wide receiver core. You're, you're rolling out here with... Your number two receiver is going to be one of these guys. Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Tajay Sharp, or Dante Pettis, or David uh, David Moore. Could, That's be, like, could be Velas Jones Jr. who I... Uh, no, it will not be. I guarantee so you it will old. not be Velas Jones Jr. <laughs> uh, those five guys are all number four wide receivers. He might receivers. retire off the uh, practice squad. Call it a so they have, they have number two wide receiver Darnell Mooney and five number fours. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. This is a really bad team. On Under, the bright side, and... they also don't have a particularly good offensive line. Uh, yeah, this this is a pretty brutal team. Honestly, I'm not sure why they're not trading away more of the pieces they have for future draft capital because they have what? functionally just like murdered this whole roster anyway. Why is Carolina five and a half and Chicago six and a half? Yeah. Like this, the NFC South is is as bad as the NFC North. This is what, like this is kind of like the office meme. Where it's like, tell me the difference between these two pictures. Yeah. Well, one of them has Justin Fields. I think that people are hopeful that he'll turn the corner. God, that's asking him to do a lot. I'm gonna under. I'm gonna take the under. I'm we're agreeing too much, so I'm gonna stop tracking these. <laughs> Since, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals over under nine and a half. Easy easy over for me. Uh they got better. They got better. They they went and drafted a full draft and like they had most of their picks, and they have I don't know why really good be... offense. They 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 did a really good job of going. Our offensive line sucks. We need to get a better offensive line. Let's go out and do all the things for the offensive line. Right. And then we'll that's get what they Lyle did. Collins. We'll go Lyle Collins. We'll go Alex Kappa. Like we'll make we'll make this offensive line good. Yes, we still have Jackson Carman, which is bad. But, but now he's Cordo your worst offensive lineman, and you have Trey Hill, Cordell Wilson. Like if Trey Hill ends up showing something at center. He could end up starting at center and Ted Karras could move to guard. Like you have the flexibility to put together something. They still have um, a real like their top three receivers are. You could make a very good argument are the best top three receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Like they have a, a, a decent steady pass rush. Like what's the what's the big weakness on this team? Maybe corner. I don't know. I just think it's a, it's like a solid roster. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a really like it's a really solid roster. They should be a 10 win team. Dallas Cowboys, uh, ten and a half. That's high. I know, but they won twelve. I looked it up. I was like, that seems so high to me. But they like won twelve games last year. Do we think that the rest of the uh, do we think it's the rest the of the East is going to be crap still? That's the that's the question, right? Is is like is this is the East going to be that bad? Also, um, the, Gi- also- the Giants should be better. The Eagles should be better. I'm on Eagles hype train. You'll see in a minute. Uh, commanders should be worse. I don't like the Commanders at all. I don't understand their offseason. They're trend. They're trending the wrong direction. Yeah, I think it's a wash. I think their division's a wash. I think this is a pretty fair line. I'll pick whatever the opposite of what you pick is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fading your pick. What do you 10 think? Ten and a half. Yeah, it's pretty. I think I'm that's going, a pretty solid. I'm line. going under. I think they win ten. All right, I'll go over. Yeah, I think ten, 10 is ten is pretty close. Uh, it'll really depend on the corners, like. They, they didn't really do anything to address corner, and I think it's sneakily a weakness. I know everyone loves what Trevon Diggs did last year from a statistics standpoint, but he was getting roached out there. Like, there, Yes, he got a bunch of interceptions only because he got targeted a billion times because he was 
not he was a uh, um who's the uh adam dunn the old first baseman like he would bat 200 and like strike out or home run on most of his at bats that's that's, uh, that's trevon diggs it's everyone in baseball now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Den- denver broncos over under 10 and a half but here's the thing over most of these are even unless i say something about even over is plus 135 under minus 160 people do not do not expect them to to uh to kind of make up here so do you trust the uh bradley chubb nick benito randy gregory uh triumvirate pass rushers do you, do you think russell wilson will find success in his first year here in a in mile high stadium kevin or are you uh you petty and going under i don't see how the defense doesn't take a step back like they lose uh they lose a couple of people oh, off of a good defense. Yes, I know they got Randy Gregory, but I also think that the defensive coaching talent they lost is something that matters. Um like that was a really good defensive coaching staff. Yeah. And we don't know anything about this coaching staff, I feel like. Like Nathaniel Hackett, I you can if you told me, "Hey, that was just all Aaron Rodgers doing everything." I would be like, "Okay." Well, and also like, they have a Lafleur, <laughs> so you're saying that it was not Rogers and Lafleur. It was yeah, it was I, this guy who has yeah. a track record, and the track record isn't like amazing. Before that, like what well, he was Jags in Oakland or something like that. Um, Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo 2013 to 14, yeah, <sighs> yeah, and Jack, yeah, Jags and Buffalo. I I don't know, yeah, it's like the, the Doug Marone OC. That's the guy I want, like. Yikes. So are we getting the Russell Wilson from the first three weeks of last year or the Russell Wilson from the last six weeks of last year? Because that's what the over-under is based on. And I'm going to take the under. I, I just I think the odds of getting the best Russell Wilson are lower than the odds of getting um, a more middling version. Extremely, extremely tough division. Extre- I could say extreme one more time, I think. Extremely tough division. New coaching The last staff extreme started with just an X. There was no E in that one. New coaching staff that I don't completely trust is not a good combination right here. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go under as well. The Detroit lions, six and a half hammer that over baby. Let's go. This is the year they start to turn the corner. I'm ready for seven wins for the, for the Detroit lions. I'm not saying they will be great, but this is a team that is on the rise. I really like what they're doing. They're putting together a really great roster. They will need a year because, like you said, rookie pass rushers usually don't come in and get 12 sacks. Aiden Hutchinson will not be 100% there yet. But they are a team that is moving in the right direction. So I like over six and a half. Um, I could see him easily go under, though. Jared Goff is so boring. Yeah, the thing (laughs) is, Jared Goff getting to sit behind a good offensive line and just pepper is the thing that he does. Like, that's the way that you make him not suck. So I think there's a pretty solid path to seven wins. I agree. All right. But I'm uh, going to take the under because I think seven is the, is the most they could possibly get. And ooh, five or right. six is more likely. All right. Uh, uh, the, the, well, part of that is that I just don't think their division's that good. Chicago, nope. eh, Green Bay. Eh. I mean, gr- okay. We'll talk about Green Bay right now. Green Bay is the next one. Green Bay over under 10 and a half. Uh, I'll say this, this Green Bay defense thumbs up. I like what, I like what they are doing. Uh, getting Wyatt, Adding Devontae Wyatt to this in, with Jaron Reed on this this defensive line, and, the, and then Rashawn Gary has really become a dude. And and Quay Walker's defense, a really good fit. Like Rasul Rasul Douglas, Rasul Douglas, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. Like this is a defense. This is a really good defense. They offense does not have to do a whole lot then, right? And if you're asking Aaron Rodgers to be a game manager and just score just enough to win, they can do that. I like Green Bay. I like Green Bay over 10 and a half in the, in the kind of in a mediocre division. I think that they're going to be able to win in the regular season. They're just, they're, they're a difficult matchup. Um, and like you said, Aaron Rodgers can carry a middling to bad wide receiver core. So I think, I think, yeah, they'll be an 11 or 12 win team. Houston Texans over under four and a half. Kevin, what do you think? Four and, Four and a half, half is a brutally low number, but this is Respe- not a good team. Respect the net, Kevin. Think about what you're about to say. <laughs> the th- They're leaving Jalen Petrie at safety. Have you heard that? Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, with their roster, I don't think that's a bad choice. Uh, I'd rather put Desmond King at like nickel corner and have Petrie play safety than try out the safeties they have. So I'm fine with that. 
uh, adding Petrie and Stingley to their defensive backfield um, is a is a big move for them. Uh, we get to find out if Jonathan Grenard is actually as good as he was last season, which I think he is, but you know, and then they added Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, which is a couple weird veteran pickups to make, but it does give some depth to their pass rush along with Raheem Green. And Raheem Green. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And when when Raheem Green, um, you know, bust out, you know, what's going to happen. I think their wide receiver core is both not good and better than people think. Because Brandon Cooks is a legit number one wide receiver and everyone just exactly. like to forget that. Disres- they, the disrespect that Brandon Cooks takes on a daily basis is just unacceptable. If I take me. the logic that I have, then they're a four, five, or six win team, which means I'm going to go over four and a half. Yeah, I'm going over as well just because I respect – and I in this house, I respect and love Davis Mills. Indianapolis Colts, nine and a half over is getting a little juice, and I agree with that. I think adding Matt Ryan to the Colts roster is such a monumental upgrade – over Carson Wentz, it will really put into focus for people how bad Carson Wentz is. Because I think people didn't really understand exactly how bad. I do think there there's still room for a move here. Uh, Frank Reich and Gus Bradley is a good coaching uh, pairing. I think it's a really strong coaching staff. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe should be able to get off this year. I, I, I really think that this is a kind of a – people are sleeping a little bit on the, uh, the Colts. I'm, I'm into the Colts right now. I'm gonna go ten, 10 and seven. <laughs> not not really not really a strong over or anything, but I, I like them. They're they're solid. Uh, I'm with you on the over. I think that people aren't talking enough about what adding Ngakwe and uh, Gilmore does for that defense. I think that that just kind of makes it so that their defense like doesn't have a weakness, and then the offense gotten massively better because even you could argue Nick Cole's Nick Foles might have been an upgrade over uh, Carson Wentz. Again. Yeah. And- Another thing too is, is I think there's room for one more move. I think this this is the landing spot for Julio, which would be reuniting with Matt Ryan, just perfect. Uh, Michael Pittman dynasty owners would be in shambles, but other than that, it would work for basically everyone else. Reunited, it um, would feel so good. It would feel so good. Okay, uh, we go to Jack. We go to Jacksonville for the Jaguars, where six and a half. Um, fool me once, shame on me. I last year I thought Jacksonville might be kind of good because I like I look at the players and I'm like this isn't so bad, but uh, no, they'll be bad. This is bad. Under, so, under six and a half. Drafting Trevon Walker is such a Jaguars move. There's one <laughs> player. There's one player in the top ten of this draft who's not a sure thing. Let's make sure we take him first overall. <laughs> it's it's like such a Jaguars thing to do. I couldn't even. I can't even handle it. Really, it's just they're dumb. Jaguars are dumb. <laughs> uh, so they draft. So they pay a bunch of money to Foye Luakon, and then they draft. Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. Right. They draft two, two, two linebackers who are probably better than Foye Lukan. Uh, then they lose uh, one of their best offensive linemen and sign basically an older version of the same guy is their only upgrade on the offensive line unless you think Luke Fortner is going to be really good. And they're also going to beg the question, how many number three wide receivers does it take to make a number one wide receiver? Um, I don't. I don't understand. Like they have, they okay, looked at Bill like, Belichick's wide receiver strategy from last season. We're like, that's the ticket. <laughs> Travis Etienne, Jamal Agnew, Lavisca Chanel. These are all the same guy. Like, <laughs> what? The, you don't need you don't need that many of the same guy. Like trade trade Chanel for a third round pick. Like if you're not going to use him, you know what I mean. Like there's no way that guy doesn't have value coming out of the draft two years ago. And then they gave like, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk big money and locked themselves up there. And then they have Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold, who are both like solid number two tight ends. I think. I, well, Evan Ingram just can't stay healthy. That's the problem is that he's going to get well, he hurt can't block. seven times this season. Evan Ingram is better, Luke Wilson. He's just a wide receiver. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, under under. under. Let's, let's, I don't. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the Jazz. Jags. Kansas City over under ten and a half. Uh, Kansas City has the same over and under as as the Broncos. Uh, How does it make you feel? I mean, they definitely lost some guys, but I think I'm going over here. Like, how do they keep getting guys in the draft for the offensive line way later than they should? That's that's upsetting. And I understand that they lost a really good wide receiver, but I wouldn't be the Andy Reid stan I am if I didn't think that he could make a good receiver core out of Sky Moore, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Hardman, and Marcus Valdez. Marcus Valdez and Josh Gordon. Don't forget Josh Gordon. And Reese Fountain. Um, 
Uh, okay, Marquez Valdez Scanting, Scantling, the thing about him is he's really good at getting open and being big and running really, really, really fast. He's really he drops the ball. Yep. Like that's the problem. So if he if he can just catch the ball, the sky <laughs> the sky's the limit. I'm more mad about their defensive draft. Like their defensive draft is so good. Carlaftis, uh, Carlaftis, Chanel, Cook, and McDuffie. That is that's really, three start. Really that's good. four starters added. Yeah, they added four starters. We now no longer ever have to think about what was that like middle linebacker guy they used all the time. Not going to talk I, about uh, yeah, uh, Damian Sorenstein. Yeah, Daniel Sorensen. Yeah, exactly. we're going to talk uh, about him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this ten and a half is solid. I went over. Over Chiefs ten and a half. I'm going over as well. I think that uh, this is the year that they get to play the everyone doubts us card, which they haven't gotten to play for a long time. All right, the Raiders over under eight over easy easiest one in the whole thing for me. Easy over. Why, why would they be that much worse than last year? They got a better coach and they added Devonte Adams. Uh, this team was getting better and now will continue to get better. Oh, they had a draft that was not done by, uh, by Mike Mayock. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That means they got players that were outside of the playoff. Uh, Dylan Parham and Thayer Munford actually might be upgrades at offensive line for them. Their offensive line is pretty brutal, but it was brutal last season. So yeah, I, I would go over here. You think Leatherwood can, can get it together? No. Like I just, I, I thought Alex Leatherwood could be all right, especially because they protected him by putting him at right tackle too. He doesn't have to play left tackle. Like, yeah, Brandon Parker and Alex Leatherwood slap fighting for your right tackle spot is not a position that you want to be in. I say this as a longtime Seahawks fan. It just like I just really um, the, the thing about Leatherwood is he never got better. Like he was really good as junior or really really solid as junior year in college, and then he was just like the same guy the next year. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I like Zamir White by the way. And I do think it's something interesting to think about if you're like in a dynasty football league is they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs fifth year option. Kenyon Drake expires after this year. Samir White's like the only running back they have under that is like correct. Under contract after, after this year. So um, they're, they're in on Zamir White. And I actually think Zamir White's pretty solid. Like I, I know uh, Cook got all the buzz from Georgia running backs, but, but like he's as good as, I don't know. I don't really get why, why it was all anyway, whatever chargers. Over under 10 over the second easiest one. This team is amazing. How do you look at this roster and not think they're going to get more wins than the Broncos? Like, I, I don't even, this doesn't even make sense to me. Like they really put a lot of effort into like filling the gaps on this team. This, they got Khalil Mack to go across from Joey Bosa. That's, that's not cool for other teams that play against the Chargers, including the Seahawks. We play them this year. I'm not. I'm not a fan of having to go against those guys at the same time. Adding Sebastian um, Joseph Day and Otito Ogbania, um in the middle is also good because they were paper soft in the middle of their defense last year, and yes. now they've got a little bit of bulk and some guys who can actually do something in the run game. Struggled against the run for sure. That was like the one weakness of this team. But I think that they look fine. I mean, this is getting Gerald Everett to go play uh, tight end for Justin Herbert should be great. A good receiving tight end. Their wide receivers rule. This is just a good team. Over over 10. Uh, the only thing that gives me a little pause here is I'm going over on Kansas City. I'm going over on the Raiders. I'm going under on Denver. And so I'm looking for wins. But I, I just think Los Angeles is really good. They'll find their way to at least 10. So I'll say over, knowing a push is on the table. All right. Rams, 10 and a half, Kevin. What do you think? Man, I will keep pounding the under until they actually, the fact that their team has no depth catches up to them. Like, they're off. Sooner or later, they have to have an injury. Sooner or later, they have to have an injury season, right? Yeah. I mean, also, it's a big downgrade going to Joe Noteboom as your left tackle. It should be, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, they picked up Allen Robinson um, to play wide receiver. Their their wide receiver core is gross, but they picked up Allen Robinson and lost Robert Woods. And I know name wise and skill set wise, that's and not OBJ a draw. Too. They lost Odell Beckham too. Yeah, where they had him down the stretch last season. Getting Kim Akers back is really good. Um, their defense is still really good, anchored by Aaron Donald. They added Bobby Wagner, for which I'll never forgive them. Um, and getting Troy Hill back is good, but man. There's there's a comeuppance here, and it's going to be ugly if they end up having an injury ugly season, and then they have no draft picks for like the next decade. Yeah, they the whole like we don't pick before the third 
third round thing, eventually they're going to miss. Like, they're not that good at scouting. Let me go cross sports again. This is going to be like what happened to, like, the Detroit Red Wings when they just ended up really old. Like, they got their belt, or they got the championship, and then they ended up just old. You know, this team, this feels like it's kind of the last last ride for them uh, a little bit. Um, I'll go under, but it, I think they could reasonably get to 11 wins. It's not super unreasonable. Uh, Miami Dolphins. As a card-carrying member of two and on, this is a tough one for me because the over-under is eight and a half. Um, Kevin, are, are you in two and on with me, or are you uh, you not a two a truther? That is a really good over-under to set. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go over, though, because I think nine or ten is very much on the table for this team. I understand that he might not be able to get it up to Tyreek Hill every single time, but I do think having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is a Cedric nightmare. Wilson, too. Yeah, and then Cedric, Cedric Wilson's Wilson really good. good. And uh, they also have Mike Gesicki. Um, like, they have, they have a lot of weapons, but specifically, like, having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, that's a nightmare to defend. Their bailout plan, if Tua is really bad, too, of having Teddy Bridgewater is completely... If Tua completely can't throw fun. the long ball, we'll bring in Teddy. Yeah, that's definitely a problematic thought pattern. Um, and, and they, they have pay for Chase Edmonds, but whatever. I'm going to go under, but I think it's I think it's a good line. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, eight and a half. Uh, is this the point where we stop doubting Kirk Cousins? Like, uh, yeah, this roster is not my favorite, but Kirk Cousins seems to find a way every year to overcome my expectations so am i am i setting my expectations too low here kevin or is this like a seven win team uh how bad do you think chicago is like they should be able to beat chicago twice um yeah that's true they should be able to probably take one win off of each of their other divisional opponents so you're sitting on four wins just out of their division and they don't have a super hard schedule because it's not like they won the division last year. They've still got good receivers. The defense should be getting better. Um, I'm taking this, over. How do you feel about Kevin O'Connell? Um, it's just like another Lafleur guy, right? It's just it feels like every single time uh, he, yeah, and he got. It's I fine. Don't know. I. I don't know. I feel like he's. I feel like. Uh, I feel like there's a good chance Kevin O'Connell is NFL head coach on default settings. I'm gonna go under. Uh, Patriots eight and a half. I've learned my lesson here. Never bet <laughs> against the hoodie. Over. Devontae Parker is sneakily like a great ad for this team. People are not. People are sleeping on that too. In my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, over eight and a half. You know he did not have a good uh, uh, a good draft, but the team is good. Like, I don't know why it's eight and a half. It's, it's over. Cole, Cole strange was a huge reach. Tyquan Thornton, huge reach. I don't know. They, it was very Seahawksy though. Their whole draft was like old Seahawks. Took my boy Bailey Zappi way too early. Did you see what ba- number Bailey Zappi got assigned? No. Oh, Kevin. 55. <laughs> That's what it says. On Linebacker the, on the, Bailey Zappi. On the, it's what it says on the, on the sheet. They, Bill Belichick said Bailey Zappi too good to pass up. <laughs> I mean, I agree. If we're if we're grading on a scale of last year's quarterback specifically, yes, but also no. Uh, <laughs> New New Orleans Saints eight and a half over. Jameis is my boy. I'm never gonna. I'll never doubt him. That's my guy. Uh, I think they're off. They are asking a question. How can we make an offense around three uh, slot receivers? It's very exciting stuff. Uh, the defense is is good because it still has Cameron Jordan. This is probably the swan song of Cameron Jordan, in my opinion. He's getting pretty pretty uh, up there in age. He's, what, 32? So we'll probably see, like, one last great season. Matthew should solidify the back end of the defense. And they're trying to compete. I think that's one thing people are underrating about the Saints just in general with this over-under is, one, the division's bad, and, two, they're trying to win it. So, yeah. So like that, that there's something to a good franchise like the Saints continuing to try to win their division. So I'm gonna go over on this one. Uh, I also have to go over. They won nine wins last season, and I don't see how. Like I understand that Trevor Penning coming in for, you know, uh, for Armstead is a downgrade, but their receiver core is much better. Uh, if Jameis Winston can be healthy all season, that's an upgrade at quarterback over. You didn't like. You didn't like Kevin White coming back, the corpse of Kevin White getting getting snaps. For you know, them. is it the corpse of Kevin White if he's always been a corpse in the NFL? 
That's uh, true. His, his knees, at least. Okay, uh, Giants over under is seven and a half, but under is minus one sixty. And um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. What do you think, Giants? Oh, that's not tough for me. It's an under. Really? I okay. I kind of like their off season. Okay, can I can I, I like their off season for building forward? I don't like their off season for this season. I don't think Daniel Jones does what like watching him develop. He seems like he's okay now. They get Evan Neal to go across from Andrew Thomas. They will be really solid at tackle. Like those tackles will be able to give Daniel Jones time. Their defense gets Kayvon Thibodeau. And I think that this was the best, this was the best head coaching hire of the offseason right here. Uh Brian Dable. And they got Wee Martindale in and Mike Kafka, who's uh was a really good pull. I agree. It's a good yeah. coaching staff. This is a good staff with a good team moving in the right direction. I kind of like the Giants. And the over-under was set at? Seven and a half, though. So they have to win double the amount of games that they won last season. So that's, you think they the, are twice as good? That's the problem. Is that, like, <laughs> they are spending so much money on wide receivers, too, that are not going to do anything. If it was six and a half, I might have to bite it. Because that's the other thing is this team is asking – in honor of defending the New Orleans Saints, how do you build a team out of only slot corners? Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm going to go under, but it's close. This is a underrated team. I would not be surprised if this ended up over. All right. Uh, over also, you get you get some juice. I don't know. All right, I'm going to move on. No, take over, life. man. You can go opposite me. It's fine. Jets. You kind of talked me into it, though. I mean, it's, <laughs> they, they, did, they were really bad last year. They were. Uh, okay, and they lost Bradbury, who was one of their better secondary players. Okay, Jets. Jets over under five and a half, but it over is minus 160. Uh, I don't know why. Under. <laughs> I don't believe in Zach Wilson. Until until he shows me something to give me a reason to believe in him, I will not believe in him, and that is going to sink this whole team. No matter how good they do otherwise, uh, That that's too much to overcome. It's just weird as their defense actually kind of good. Yeah, like their defense is pretty legit. Paper champs, dude. They're, they're paper champs right now, but they need Zach Wilson to do something. So my question for you then is, if I'm going, if I'm not going to go over five and a half for them, then why would I have considered going over five and a half for the uh, for the Panthers? I'm going over five uh, and a half for oh, the Jets. Panthers playing a much worse division. Uh, okay, compare like the other teams. Yeah, division. that's New valid. England, Miami, and Buffalo versus Atlanta, the Saints, who I think are going to go over but i don't think they're great and tampa bay who could just get at any moment tampa bay could fold because of how old they are yes like it's it's a very it's a very tricky team to prognosticate okay philadelphia eagles nine and a half over over it's too it's too high and i'm still going over man that's how much i love i love the eagles i did not think it was going to be nine and a half all in on the eagles baby this is a great team I'm, I love this roster. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is good enough. He's not He's not good. He's good enough. That's all you need, baby. Uh, I hate bringing Kaiser White. Hopefully, N'Kobe Dean beats him out in the, in the preseason. He should if he's healthy. I, yeah, and then that, that, will, that will help a lot. And James Bradbury, across from Darius Slay, that is the best cornerbacks that Philadelphia has had in many a year. Uh, and Avante Maddox is pretty solid, too. So, yeah, I'm going over. Over Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I mean, they were nine wins last season, and they got better, and I don't think their division got a lot better. So, dude, but ten wins? Oh, man, that's a brutal over-under. I'm going to take under. I think they'll win nine again. Okay, P- P- Pittsburgh Steelers, over-under, seven and a half. Under. Uh, away under. I don't, what, seven and a half? Their head coach doesn't lose. That is the argument. I mean, it is true. Tomlin is the GOAT. I cannot deny that. But this roster just keeps getting worse and worse. I don't know. This defense will need to carry them, and it is a questionable um, defense past like six or seven guys. And then their quarterback is going to be Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. One thing I, th- I think is interesting is like if you just told me like, hey – the Steelers, they went and got a third round defensive end and a second and a second round uh, wide receiver, and they went and got a quarterback to replace uh, Roethlisberger. I'd be like, cool, man, they're going to be good this year. But then you tell me the names of the players, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett and DeMarvin Leal. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to be good. <laughs> like, like, it's just they they needed to they should have plugged those gaps with like better 
players. These are not they're not good. I don't know. Maybe George Pickens is the goat. I think their wide receiver core is actually really good. I think that uh, Calvin Austin and George Pickens are both good pickups. I think Chase Claypool and uh, Deontay Johnson are both really good. Like they have a, a lot of like they've got probably five top three receivers. Do you like all the offensive linemen? Their offensive line in? is awful. Their offensive line is terrible. Um, so, I think it's the worst offensive line in the league. They need James Daniels to be like an all pro in order for this to be middling. Um, I don't trust their quarterback situation at all. And I think their defense, despite having a lot of talent, has a ton of questions. Yeah, man, I, I man, I'm going to go under. I, I think six or seven wins is very on the table. All right. The Sith, San Francisco 49ers, um, Darth, Darth, uh, Darth Maul, Kyle Shanahan and his crew, <laughs> uh, the, the evil, the evil 49ers, Kevin. They gave them nine and a half. Oh, that's and pound over, the under. Over is minus one forty-five. Yeah, I'm pounding the under. Uh, this team is re- their offensive line relies on Trent Williams, who's the goat, and I will not doubt until uh, his leg falls off. But then Alex Mack, who's like, I thought he retired. I did not realize he was still playing. Uh, Debo Samuel doesn't want to be there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk could not find consistency to save his life last season. Um, What's weird is the games-, games will be good. The games that at the end of the season, Brandon Ayuk was actually really good. Yeah. If you look at his like, it's just it, it, like the beginning of the season. I don't know what they put him in the doghouse, man. <laughs> he was like, Kyle Shanahan was like, no, not not Brandon Ayuk, no matter what. Give it to anyone else. Uh, underrated player on this roster is Tyrion Davis Price. Uh, this is a classic Shanahan move right here to to get you excited about Elijah Mitchell, then just draft a guy, and then Elijah Mitchell just completely goes away or mostly goes away, or like he only goes on first downs, something like that. Just I hate San Francisco the way they do their stuff from a fantasy player's perspective. Yes, uh, this this team's fine. They got Kerry Hyder back, Kevin. Sure. Their corners are still bad. Uh, they've got a good pass rush. They've got bad corners. Um, they've got Fred Fred Warner. They've got a left tackle, but they don't really have much else for the offensive line. Uh, this team, this roster screams nine wins to me unless Trey Lance makes the leap. That's exactly it. it. Unless Trey Lance can really be like a true dual threat, I don't see it. Because uh, the other thing is I can't say over for them when I went under for the Eagles, who I feel like are a better version of this. Yeah, they are. They, you you can switch that, Kevin. Anyway, uh, Seahawks five and a half over over actually minus one thirty five. So people are hitting the over here. I I tend to agree. I think that Seahawks are a slight over on this. It's like we're a six win team, seven win team. We're gonna try to win, and that matters. It's kind of like we're like the worst version of what the Saints are doing. Yeah, like we're trying to win, so it matters. We don't have Cameron Jordan. We don't have. Uh, our quarterback is worse than Jameis Winston. So we're like the worst version of that, but I don't know. There's no reason that we couldn't, we couldn't be, we're in a similar situation to them where we're going to try to win. We're going to pull off seven wins despite it being against our best interest because we don't try to lose. That's just what the Seahawks do. Um, yeah, I think outside of inside linebacker and uh, quarterback, the roster is better than it was last season. And so right. those are two really important positions, but we're between five and seven wins. So I'm taking the over. I'm ready, I'm ready to hear your reaction to this one, Kevin. Tampa Bay, 11 and a half. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, they could definitely get 12 or more wins and they definitely have a really good roster. But dude, you're like one injury away from Gabbert time. Yeah, well, like, I mean that's true for a lot of teams. I, I yeah, don't want to bet on the court. But when you're betting over a but when you're betting twelve or more wins, you are betting on health at that point. Okay, I I think the losses along the offensive line will have a an impact on them. Shaq um, Mason unless, was a nice pickup though. Shaq Mason and Gedke could could fill in at guard, and that could work out. But if it if either of those guys doesn't work out for them perfectly, that's me. I love getting Logan Hall in the second. Wow. What a what a fantastic like player and fit for what they're doing. I don't think it pays Just, off this season though. They get what? I don't think it pays off this season though. Oh, okay. I I don't know, man. I think he could get put right in. Like they might have to plug and play him. I think they'll have to of... use him. I just don't think it pays off. Like I I think he's going to have some problems. Yeah, and then they picked a punter in the fourth round, which is a weird move. Don't. 
it's they picked they picked him over punt god he's actually a better fit because they're probably gonna play ball control uh and this guy is this guy can pin him deep but i don't know i i'm going under just because 11 and a half is kind of it it's a it's a lot it's a big ask this is a really talented roster i think they have as good a shot as anybody to go over that um I would not put money on it, but if I had to like pick for accuracy reasons, I would say 12 or more wins make sense. I'm going to take it. All right. Titans over under nine and a half uh, over is plus plus one twenty, So quite a bit of under action and people are correct. Under is right. <laughs> under, uh, under nine and a half is, is correct. This defense. Oof. Yeah. All right. That's my, that's my review of, uh, of the, Tennessee Titans. You know their defense got worse, but it's important to notice that their offense also got worse. Um, yeah, I'm taking well, the under. This, full stop. This team is much worse than they were last year. And last year there was some luck involved in getting to where they got. Yeah, uh, Commanders. Oh man, what a bad off season! Like I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Like you have Antonio Gibson, Jarrett Patterson, and JD McKissick. Like it's a full running back room. Let's use a third round pick on Brian Robinson. They don't. Who's not, they must not like Antonio Gibson. They keep coming up with reasons to not give him the football, which doesn't make sense because when you give him the football, good things happen. We did, we just traded a bunch of draft picks for Carson Wentz. Uh, we kind of like Taylor Heineke. Let's use a fifth on Sam Howell. Why? Uh, Why? They need Trey Turner to come in and like they need Trey Turner and Andrew Norwell to come in and solidify the middle of the offensive line. And I don't know if you can fully trust those players at this stage in their career. So that's a little bit of a question mark. Jahan Dotson was a massive overdraft in my book. Uh, Logan Thomas, you never know what you're getting from him. I don't like the idea of counting on him. And then you put a massive wild card quarterback in there. Like, I like the defense. I like a lot of what they're doing on defense. Um, and I understand they're basically betting that the athletes they've picked up at linebacker will eventually become a thing. But like, I'm under that's the thing though this defense like kind of took a step back last year right like chase young i know he got hurt he only played nine games but he had one and a half sacks like this defense went from a defense that i felt like was on the rise to a defense that now it's like like montez sweat had five sacks chase young had one and a half sacks their their sack leader was jonathan allen from the interior with that's just i don't know i do not like what they're doing the direction they're going in the opposite direction and their coaching staff like i love ron rivera but jack del rio sucks um their coaching staff is looking aged yeah so i'm I'm out i'm out on the command also never forget last season ron Rivera's team was trying to kill him i don't understand uh under is minus 170 well when you have like an anti-vaxxer on your coaching staff it's probably pretty hard to get the players on board (laughs) jack del rio he's like in q and on or whatever okay anyway uh Jack, uh, commanders under eight and a half is minus 170, but I'll still take it. Yep. I, I hate what they're doing. Um, okay. Uh, there are many ways to support the show. CX Nest podcast, the best way to do so head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks nest and a little as a dollar 24 a month, uh, get access to our discord, come hang out with the, with the crew. Also, you can, um, get a, uh, in season, we do a little fun, little weekly podcast on there. So Andy, Brett, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Miss Greta, James, Joe, Lucas, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Emmanuel, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Leon, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick, and everyone else who supports the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your support. All right. Uh, this week, Top Gun 2 Maverick came out and uh, pretty much just rehashed the original Top Gun. But... But That's fun. Cool. it was a big fun movie. It did big fun stuff. I feel, why is the plot of every movie uh, now like, hey, millennials, you're old? <laughs> I mean, because that's how nostalgia works. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I just feel like the movies are targeted at me now and I don't like it. OK, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm in this and I don't like it. So we're going to do Faye five Tom Cruise. We're going to cruise to a to a Faye five here. So, uh, Kevin, what's your pick? What's your, what's your, uh, we'll go to you two picks and we'll hash out our, our other three. Okay. So, uh, I have to get a movie on here that I, for personal reasons, um, think belongs on here because I love it. And that is 1990s NASCAR movie days of thunder. 
I, th- I thought you were going to pick this and I was fine. I was totally fine with it. Did you know the tagline for this movie is uh, you can't stop the thunder? It, it is. And, you know, for that reason, I'm disappointed that Cars blatantly uh, ripped it off. Um, look, it's uh, Tom Cruise is uh, is fun in this movie. He does a lot of Tom Cruise things. This is basically Top Gun on a NASCAR track, except you have Michael Rooker and Michael Rooker makes everything better. Uh, Carrie Yules plays like like his double crossing character. Um, Randy Quaid is delightful in this. Robert Duvall is excellent as um, his crew chief. Like there's a lot of really fun moments in this movie. Um, There's a ridiculous, one of the, one of the best ridiculous car chases of all time is when they're doing the rental car battle on the beach. Like it's, it's, it's actually a really good car race, like, um, like a car chase scene, but it's incredibly stupid. It's so 90s. Like it has like it has um Nicole Kidman doing like control is an illusion, you infantile egomaniac. And like there's just like so much <laughs> stuff like that where it's just like this movie is cheesy. So, so, so 90s. Um and yeah, I, I like it. It's fun. Um Hans Zimmer is elevates the movie. Oh, great the, score. Really, really good. Really, really, really good, good uh score. So wait, this is where I put in a movie that I think's not gonna make it. Like it's that. a movie that you want to make sure makes the five. All right. War of the Worlds 2005. That would not have made it. So you're good. Good call. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think this is like Steel Spielberg's most underrated movie. Uh, it's, I think here's one thing is when I first watched it in like 2008 or whatever, uh, 2005, 2006, I, when I first watched first time, probably like within the first couple years it came out, I was like, eh, but my sister told me this movie's really good, and I was like, I don't, I don't remember it being like it. So I rewatched it. It was significantly better than I, than I remembered. Um, so it, I just, I don't know. John, and then John Williams is killing it in this movie. Um, I think like the the first two thirds of this movie are just really, really, really good. Um, does a good job of creating anxiety. Um, there's a real sense of like thrill and terror in the movie. I just like this movie. I think it's underrated and I think it bears revisiting if you have not seen it in a long time. I feel like the way that the movie shot is supposed to be to make me, um, it, it's supposed to be like a kind of a character driven movie and the characters are the weakest part of the movie. The characters are terrible, but the actual story is good and the visuals are good and the sounds are really good. All the, the technical aspects are really good. Um, I gave it a two and a half out of five, uh, and that probably is a little harsh, but I I think it's like an above average technical movie that's just the, the big drawback to me is the characters are really bad. Like I, the, what I wrote was that Tom Cruise plays a large child looking for looking after two smaller children. And that's kind of just how it feels. But that being said, like if you want a big a, like a big dumb disaster movie, this is a really big, like, spectacle movie. And so, like, if that's what you're going I, one for, thing I, I get it. One thing I like is, like, the first 70 minutes of this movie are just, like, really, really good. Um, I don't know. It's They do a good job of, like, building the, the world and the tension. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. For Eric, we got to do one for Eric. You ready? Yep. Eric would, Eric would 100%, if he was here, make us put in collateral. Um. Do you want to put in collateral in honor of Eric, or do we want to just uh, say why we're not putting it in? I'm okay with putting it in honor of Eric. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I can accept that. I, I think like this is similar to the last movie. It's really good for about three quarters of it, and then it's like, uh, oh, okay. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of just, I think it's a really cool, cool movie. Like it, it does a good job. It, and Michael you know, Mann knows Ruff- how to show the movie. Shooting movie. Mark Mark Ruffalo is is really underrated in this movie as a as a as the cop. Yeah, yeah I think he does a really good job. All right, that means we had two left to put in. I think one I movie say, that has to be in is Live Die Repeat. Edge of Edge of Tomorrow. Yep, I think that has uh, to be in. It is a very good science fiction movie. It is very fun. Um, I will say this: I will I will fight against putting in an, a Mission Impossible movie if we if we put in uh live die repeat because there's one movie that i want to put in and it it's a uh, it's tropic it's thunder stu- it's stupid uh no it's fine we could do live die repeat and then prime mission impossible fallout um i like oblivion a lot i want to just give it a shout out right now this movie has really cool music and it's really 
the whole setting is super unique. Uh, it's it's like um, the thing that sucks about it is they explain too much. <laughs> I wish they would have just let it like um, let the movie like sit and like make you think about it because it dumbs the movie down. I about to say it definitely it's, felt like one of those movies where producers came in and were like, "We don't understand what's happening in this movie. You need more narration." It's like Wally didn't Wally didn't need to explain anything, and that's a movie for kids. Like that's a movie for children. If Oblivion took the Wally route of storytelling and just let you kind of live in the world for for the first twenty minutes and and kind of get used to it, because the movie's definitely long enough for them to have done that, uh, then I think that it would have been a, like a stone, like four and a half, four 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 and a half for me. But instead, it's like a three. I I, I find the movie enjoyable, but they just it's just too stupid. All right, let's do Edge of Tomorrow. And uh, Mission Impossible Four, Fallout. Do you don't you don't we don't want like Rain Man or Top, Top Gun, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, no, I, I we should we should acknowledge those. A few good men, um, Risky Business, La- uh, Color Money, Last Samurai is underrated. That movie's actually really solid. I I thought like oh this is gonna be really stupid, but it actually it's it's not. It's pretty. It's actually really solid, and the score. The Hans Zimmer score in this movie, dude, is just like out of control. I don't. I, do you want? Do you think Tom Cruise makes sure that he's working with like John Williams or or Hans Zimmer for every movie? He seems like the, the scores, kind of person that would do that, and it definitely elevates the movie every time. The scores in these movies, and oh, Mission Impossible Fallout, by the way, is let's just give it uh, more than just like one second. It's a really it's good one movie. of the. It's the prop. It might be the best pure dad action movie us uh, in the last twenty years. I, I you could put it up against any of them. I think that's a defensible it's, position. It's it is pure unadulterated dad action. <laughs> when that guy loads his arms to get in a fight, <laughs> that's the best. Henry Cavill. Um. So I want to address um kind of one point here. So born on the fourth of July, uh, the firm, risky business, a few good men, the vampire, uh, Rain Man, Top Gun. Um, all of those movies from that era of his performing, uh, I just picked, I just picked uh, days of thunder to be that version. Cause he's playing the same character in all those movies. Cocktail. Yeah. Same character. It's a cocktail, cocktail in a car, cocktail in an airplane, cocktail in, um, cocktail is not good. <laughs> cocktail in a law not... firm. It's the same character every time. If like cocktail is about as good as that Jack Reacher movie. Cocktail is fine. Um, it's it's inoffensively you know, fine. Isn't isn't the Jack the Jack Reacher the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher movie? Isn't the bad guy in that movie uh, the the guy who do, <laughs> what's that guy's name? I, um, I I don't remember that. That's an, that's yeah, an infinitely it, forgettable movie. The bad guy is Werner Herzog. Yeah, that, that makes that movie that makes that movie good. Brings it up a level for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's what that was very watchable. I remember th- that that movie was good. Um, why are all okay? The other the other Tom Cruise comment I want to make before we go: Why are all his movies so long? Like Jack Reacher, one hundred and thirty minutes. Oblivion, one hundred and twenty six minutes. Because he's always been in big budget blockbuster movies, and they want them to be two hours. Because movie studios think that if a movie's not two hours, people think they didn't get their money's worth. Mission so, Imp- Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, one hundred and thirty minutes. Mission Impossible: Fall, one hundred and forty seven minutes. Like. Chill out, man. <laughs> also, they have to put in at least three minutes of him running. It's in his contract. Oh, that's so weird. And it's right, the best well, part. Tell us about your favorite cruise. Tell us about your favorite cruise you've ever been on for Kevin, <laughs> for myself, for the ghost of Eric. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks.